Well, good evening. Thank you for joining us here at Elizabeth Chapel. And it's a great evening, and I've got some really special friends, some special guests with us tonight that are going to be helping me share. And I know that um, all of you know these folks that they're going to be, well, they're recent graduates, and I think the ceremony is coming up in when, July? Uh, June 19th. June, June 19th. Y'all are going to finally get to have that graduation time. But this is Hannah, <coughs> excuse me, this is Hannah and Isaac and Justin, and we're I'm just delighted to have them with us. We've got a great group of seniors in our church, and if we'd had the time, we could have had everybody here tonight talking, but I just ask you three to come and just share a little bit as we talk about tonight. And basically, uh, two or three questions that I want to ask, and I'll start here with you, Hannah. We'll just go go that go around, then we may start and come back to the test, but. I just I've been thinking about lately, and I, you know, I I feel for you guys in a sense with your senior year getting interrupted the way it has in in the past uh, couple of months, and and I just wonder what did that have any effect on you, or what was that like? How have you sort of worked through things like that? Initially, it was really difficult because we were facing the possibility of not having a prom and not having a graduation. So finding out recently that we are going to have those, it really brought the mood up a bit. But it was still really disappointing because obviously we didn't have tennis anymore. We didn't have any of our spring sports. And there was just so much to look forward to that didn't happen. But it's really been nice knowing that we're going to get to have some of the experiences that we thought we were going to miss. Well, that's that's a good observation. Yeah, those spring sports, because that's a well, athletics is a big part of all of our lives growing up, isn't it? And and it, it really teaches us a lot of a lot of things. What about the? Have you been able to see a lot of your friends, even since school's been out? Or that that had to be a big part too, didn't it? That was another big part. It was really kind of hard not seeing everybody because you get so used to just seeing people every day and then suddenly you don't see anybody. So contact with others has been pretty limited. Right. I haven't seen very many people, but I've seen those that I'm really close with. Well, good. What about it, Isaac? What, 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 it, what was it like in your world? Well, you know, you said sports are a really big part, and I consider myself lucky because... Oh yeah. On the football team, we got to have our whole entire season with no interruptions. And I really feel for those athletes that didn't get to have a senior season, yeah. the people, even the underclassmen, you know, didn't get to spend that time with all the seniors. Um, you know, at first, it didn't really sink into me, I don't guess. It was like, well, you know, we're going to we're gonna go back in a few weeks or something, a yeah. few days. At first, I thought it was going right. to be a few days. <clears throat> but then it just turned into a lot more. And it still, honestly, it still hasn't really sunk in for me, I don't think. But uh, learning that we, thinking that we wouldn't have any of that type of closure, you know, the graduation mm-hmm. or prom or anything like that, it was a little depressing, like Hannah said. <laughs> but, but, you know, thankfully we're uh, going to be able, you know, if nothing happens, to have those. So it's I'm thankful for the, all the people that have, you know, helped with that, oh, yeah. helped get that together. Well, that'll be good. That is good. 
What about it, Justin? Now, were you you were were you on the golf team this year? Yeah, I was thinking you were. So you guys were out. Yeah, we were already I, done. I bet you were going to get several holes in ones this year. Well, I mean, I'm a bit of a social person. I like being around my friends. A bit. Um, <laughs> um, like, you know, I've not always been a big fan of school, but I've always loved going to school just to be, you know, around my friends and get to talk to them and hang out with them. Um, and so it was just kind of hard to go from seeing them every day to not seeing them for like two or three months. Mm-hmm. And so that was just like a hard adjustment. But like, I think like it gave us a chance, especially like us seniors, um, to kind of almost spend time with our families before like we transition into something mm-hmm. like college. Wow, and like good. even um, grow closer to Jesus, like with all that extra time. And like getting to get into the word and praying, and I think that was just like a lot of extra time, like to get into things like that that are good, even though the whole situation wasn't very good. I think there were some good things to come out of it. Well, that's a, that's a good insight. Some positive things that developed. Well, talk about do you uh, a verse of scripture or a passage of scripture that has become meaningful in your life, maybe during this time, or even maybe before that, but that's helped give you some guidance in your life. Okay. I've, I've always kind of leaned on the Beatitudes in Matthew 5. Um, and so it's in Matthew 5, and it starts in verse 2. And He opened His mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for they so persecuted the prophets who were before you. And like I said, I've kind of just always leaned on those, and like ever since all of this kind of started, it kind of just opened up a new door for that to kind of mean more for me. Um, because... Jesus was just a comforter, um, and He was a friend. And I think that was so important for me because, um, like I said, I loved being around my friends at school, but I have the best friend in the world. Oh, yes. And so that's I've always loved the Beatitudes, and mm-hmm. all of this just made me love it more. Yeah, that's good. That's some good, good word, my brother. It's some good word. Well, Isaac, what, tell, uh, what about what scripture or spiritual work has God been doing doing in your life? Well, um, my mom got me this Bible case. My mom and dad got it for me one year. Or I don't know if it, it might have been Santa, but um, Amen. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I got to looking at it one day, and I saw on the back it says Joshua one verse nine, and I was like Joshua one verse nine. I just feel like I should know that. Like, I don't know why, but I just feel like I should know it. So I looked it up one day, 
And it's, uh, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. <clears throat> and I've, I've been thinking about that here recently, especially you know, in this time that we're in. He's always with us. You know, we think, we sit here and we think, and we just dwell on what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. And we're like, whoa, what's going on? Right. Why's all this happening? You know, and it, everything happens for a reason. Even though there's nobody in the world that knows why this, why this is happening yeah. right now. But we all have Jesus to lean on. Amen. And that's something that has really brought me comfort and just... You know, personally, I have been a little bit worried about everything, but the thought just comes back into my head like Jesus is in control. Amen. Well, He sure is. It's a good word. Well, Hannah, what have you got for us? So, ever since I was little, two of my favorite books were Galatians and Ephesians. Oh, yes. Just because they're very, I don't know, they're very resonant with myself. And Galatians 6, 9 says... So we must not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. And it really reminds me that even in hard times, it's important to do what's right and what's good, even when you yourself feel like you're struggling and you're drowning in what you feel like is your own inadequacy. But you remember, if I do what's right now, no matter what, and I just keep on doing what's right, then it's going to turn out fine. I'm going to reap my reward, and it's going to be okay. Because there have been so many times during senior year where it's just all hectic and you kind of want to give up and you're just like, I'm so tired of it. But then you remember, you know what? If I keep on going and I keep on doing what I know is right with God, then it's going to be okay because I know that God is with me and God is telling me this is where you need to go even if it's uncomfortable for you to go there. Oh, that's good. That's That's a good word too. Thank you so much for that. Well, one other question I want to ask, and I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, Isaac, I tell you. Uh, in fact, all of you all, I've been able to be your pastor all the way through high school. And that's been a joy of mine. And I, I've counted that a great privilege. You've been so faithful uh, to the Lord, faithful to the church. And, and, I, and I appreciate that, and I know all, all of our church family does. I've enjoyed watching you grow up those years, though, playing football, Isaac. And I love that big old cross on your helmet. I've always wondered, what was it like to be named Cross and have a big cross on your helmet? But, I, but that's not the question I want to ask you. The question I want to ask you is this. Um, I know you've got a lot of football stories. We talked a lot during all the seasons, and especially your senior year, and you went a long way in the playoffs and those kind of things. But what... What did you take away from football? And the reason I'm asking this question, I played football too. I wasn't real good, but I played. I enjoyed every minute of it. But I learned some things. What did you learn playing football that you think is going to help you in life, but especially in your Christian life, in your walk with God? There is an endless amount of things. You know, I feel grateful um, especially to be a football player in DeKalb County because the coaching staff that we have is faith-based. You know, everybody messes up. Everybody makes mistakes and stuff. I'm not saying that the coaches are perfect, 
But in my mind, you couldn't have better coaches, right. especially to lead you as good Christian examples, you know. And uh, football has tremendously changed my life. And I don't know, I just couldn't be grateful enough for God giving me the opportunity to affect people. That's one thing that we're about uh, as a football team is affecting people. And as Christians, we also have that opportunity mm-hmm. to affect people. You know, you see uh, somebody in the hallway and they play football. You, you watch how they act. You know, you see what they do, how right. they treat other people. And also as Christians, you know, people are a little, little skeptical sometimes. You know, like, oh, mm-hmm. he told me this the other day. I'm going to watch how he actually does. Yeah. So they watch you and how you're walking around, and they see if you're walking the walk. Um, that's just one thing that's um, really changed how I look at football. You know, football is mm-hmm. a platform that we have, just like tons of other things, just to share our belief. Oh, yes. You know, uh, being on the football team, you know, thankfully uh, I had a, a great bunch of guys that respected me. You know, even though sometimes I feel like I don't didn't deserve deserve respect, but they always respected me, um, and they listened to what I said. You know, they always any any of them would listen if I wanted to share mm-hmm. with them. That's just one of the great things about being on a team, just a team in general. But uh, football is also like a brotherhood; it brings everybody together, and that's you know Christianity. Everybody in this church, the church as a whole. You know, like being away from everybody, right. it's been tough oh, yes, to be away yes. from everybody. And I didn't realize how much I absolutely love every one of y'all. Yes. I love y'all so much. And yeah. it I know we all do. And it is so amazing just to be able to come here every Sunday. And now we get to see, I get to see everybody. I get to see everybody because I go to both services. Both, yeah, definitely. But, uh, <laughs> um, I didn't realize how good it is to be together, mm-hmm. the togetherness of Christianity. Yeah. Like, we're just one body of Christ. What's well, good. And it's, you know, there's countless other things that I could talk about, I feel like, but those are some of the main things, yeah. some of the, the best things that have come about because of football. Oh, life. that's good. Boy, that's good stuff right there. Well, let me share one verse of Scripture with all of us before we close out here in a minute. And this, uh, this verse of Scripture that I want to look at is found here in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. And your pastor feels like that you live up close to this verse of Scripture. And, and that means a lot to me. Uh, this verse of Scripture became important in my life when I was your age. My life turned around when I was a junior in high school. And so, when I became a senior, that's when I started, I started preaching when I, when I was a senior in high school. And this verse of Scripture really uh, summed up what, what I wanted for myself. And, and I think it, it really relates to you all as well. It says, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, 
and in purity. That's a powerful, powerful verse of Scripture. The, the Scripture here where it says, let no one despise your, your youth, it, 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 that word there, as we see it in the original language, is saying don't, don't let anyone look down upon you because you're young as a Christian and find occasion to not believe you, to not honor you, to not have respect for you. And so what he's saying here to Timothy is, Timothy, even though you're young, live out your faith in a respectful manner. Don't, don't use your youthful age as an excuse to not live your Christian life and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why that I'm thankful for you all and really all of our seniors in our church that are graduating is all of you all are, are people of strong faith. You're not ashamed of Jesus or the Gospel. Jesus has been the main topic in your conversation to that. That makes me as a pastor rejoice. And so you're honoring this verse. But then again, it says, it says let no one despise your youth. Be an example. Now here is the key about that word example. And I go back to football. Sorry about it, <laughs> tennis and golf, but I'm a football nut at heart. Uh, that, that decal, I love that tiger decal on the helmet. But you see what that is? That is an imprint. It is a pattern. And that pattern was made. And so now all of those decals, no matter what team uses that same pattern, it may be the DeKalb Tigers. It may be some other school Tigers that want to use that same pattern. That's what the Bible is saying here, that to be an example, you are to be an imprint on the lives of other people. You're the pattern that other people are to follow. Other young people, other adults, as they serve Jesus. They're to look at your life as the pattern. And we're to say, as Paul did, imitate me. Now you alluded to this a minute ago, Isaac. Sometimes, boy, we, we don't really want to do that because we mess up. Yeah, we do. We all sin. We all mess up. But we want to come to the place that we can say to people, look, you need somebody to follow. You need somebody to show you the way. You, know, you need somebody to show you how to live and how to act and how to be Christ follower, let me be that one. You, you follow me and I'll show you how to do that. It doesn't mean we're going to be doing it perfectly, but it means we're willing to be that. That's what Paul was saying to Timothy. And he comes to the end of it and says, be an example in our conduct, our word, that means conduct there, or our, our speech, our conduct, and our love, that's the agape love that comes from Jesus. The love that the Holy Spirit brings into our life. And then in faith and in purity. Purity of life and purity of faith. And so that's a verse that always has meant so much to me. And I see it patterned in your all's lives as well. So I thank you for being with us tonight. And I thank you for sharing your testimonies, just a little bit of Scripture uh, here with me. I know had the MTSU, Justin, yep. two Tennessee Techers right here. And I tell you what, we're just going to all continue to 
grow in the Lord and see all the great things God is doing. Well, thank you all for joining in with us tonight here at Elizabeth Chapel. We just look forward to sharing with you. We're praying for you. We love you. We're praying for our nation, our country, our church. Pray for our seniors. Pray for our graduates all over our county. Just support them. We just thank the Lord for all that God's doing here in our area. Have a good evening. God bless you tonight.